the Off The Ball Podcast Network. You're on the Off The Ball League of Ireland podcast with Jamie Moore. I'm very happy to welcome Longford Town manager Dara Doyle back to the show again. Dara would have spoken to us a couple of times in his time at Longford and also uh, playing and coaching with Cabin TD, a great League of Ireland career. And hopefully to continue, he's one of the candidates who's put a CV in for the permanent Longford Town job after, of course, he took over in caretaker charge from Neil Fenn, who moved to Cork City during the summer. Dara, good morning. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Great to speak to you, Jamie. Firstly, Dara, let's just look back on the playoffs and the heartbreak of the shootout defeat to Cabin Teeley last weekend, you know, at City Calling Stadium and I listened to an interview on the Longford SoundCloud and you were saying that there's no worse way to lose a football match than a shootout and I'd certainly agree with you. Yeah, no, there isn't. I mean, I've, I've been in the scenario where um, I've won one of them shootouts as a player. I think that was for Bray against Monaghan when the, the famous wall fell down and everything that happened that night and listen, it's, it's, when you win, it's great but on the flip side of that, to lose a game like that, it's, it's really tough. It's a, it's a hard way to lose a game. It really is. And I, I couldn't understand how some of the players probably felt on that Monaghan team back however many years ago that was. But um, no, not a nice way to go out and uh, finish up the season, unfortunately. What do you say to the players, Dara, after something like that when they've put their heart and soul into a season, put their heart and soul into two matches and just come up, sh- come up short in a shootout? Um, listen, really, really, there's not a lot you can say. Um, it's, it's a tough place to be in the dressing room when it's like that. I mean, I, I had a chat with them out on the pitch after it. And, and listen, I, I thanked them. I told them I was proud of how they performed, how they played, um, and for the effort and commitment and the quality that they've given me since taking over. And listen, I told them, listen, this is a horrible place to be where we are now. It's, it's a bad, hard, hard feeling to take. And I think for some of the players, we have a number of young players in the team as well. That I said to them, listen, as hard as this is now, this will stand to you going forward. The feeling that you have now to. Hopefully, you'll never have it again. But um, it is something that will stand to him as an experience. And like it's a hard place to be, obviously, when you go back into the dressing room after a game and listen, everyone's down, everyone's disappointed. Your hard work all season and your effort and commitment to get where you want to be is sort of taken from you. That's what it sort of feels like. And it would have been nice for us to be the team playing Drahad on Friday night. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be. But um, no, it's a tough place to be. But I mean, you have to be back and be ready for it. We brought the lads in in the week to finish it off rather than finish it off with a case that was being in the dressing room with a good, hard, raw feeling after being knocked out of the league. And so we went in and we did a light session in the week and we all went out for dinner together as a group and the staff um, in the week as a sort of final to the season rather than remembering that hard place we were in the dressing room after the game. Yeah, great stuff to, to you know have some time with the players after that. You know, yeah. that match, I suppose, as well. And Dara, you took over from Neil in August. I've been his assistant for the previous couple of years as well. And I mentioned in the introduction that, you know, uh, the club have accepted applications for the job and they're in the process of, of whittling down a shortlist for interviews. You're one of those people that have applied. What's the latest as far as you understand it on, on the timeline there? And I know you're very, very hopeful that they will choose you as the new permanent manager. Yeah, no, definitely I am. I'm, like I say, my, my name is in the hat. And obviously, I, I finished the season off there and, um, I'm in with a, long, a number of candidates that are in for the position. Um, my bearing on that at the moment is that they're shortlisted, that they have the candidates they're looking at um, getting that shortlist down to a number that they look to get in for interview and I'm hopeful that the, um, that process will be finished by next Friday or so. It may be the case it stretches on a little longer but I think from the club's point of view it's important um, whatever way going forward and who is to take over it's important to get it done in my opinion the sooner the better because the sooner you can try to um, nail down some of the quality players that are in that group and I think that's important for the club going forward regardless of who comes in as manager. Yeah, because it's an interesting 
you know, period of time for a club like Longford, even if they, if, they, if if you were the permanent manager or if they had a permanent manager, like the Premier Division is still going on. There's some First Division games still on because of the playoffs and your own season is over. But I'm sure as well, you know, maybe some players might hope to be signed by Premier Clubs for next year or if Cabin Tealy or Draw to go up or, or how things work. So it's kind of an interesting time either way for a club who haven't made the playoffs, whose season is finished and yet other club seasons are still going on. Yeah, no, that's I mean, it's, it's a difficult place to be, and ideally, um, if everything was great, I'd be in that position, and I would have been able to speak to players immediately up before the end of the season. But the way things have sort of finished out, listen, it is what it is, and it, it's got to be dealt with. But um, no, for, I think from players' point of view, they probably do appreciate being probably approached before the end of the season or as soon as possible after the end of the season, with the possibility of if there's an offer there or not. Um, from the club's point of view, you're, you're in a position where if a manager is in place, obviously you can go and approach players or talk to players sooner rather than later. Um, so, I mean, that's the tricky position that we're sort of in at the moment. But, um, I mean, we've said it to the lads just to sort of, if they can hold fire for 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 a bit of time to see for the club to make the appointment. And once the appointment is made, I'm sure that the club or whoever will be there will be in touch with a number of them because there was a high level of players at the club this year. And in my opinion, I felt we were, we were one of the strongest teams in the league. And, um, listen, we, we've gone out in a hard way, but um, if you can keep that group of players together, you wouldn't go far wrong next season with the group. And how have you found becoming a manager, Dara, for the last number of games? Not sure exactly how many games you were in charge of, but when, when Neil left, and you know that was probably hanging over everybody for a week when the reports were out that he was speaking to Cork, but he hadn't actually left yet, and you know the window was closed, so you couldn't sign anybody, but you've just spoken about how happy you are with the quality of the squad, so you, you did have a decent team to go and work with, you did make the playoffs in the end, so how did you find that change from number two to number one over those uh, that period of weeks and games? Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I mean, there's, there's a lot of obviously added responsibility involved in the role and I really enjoyed everything that it added. Like, you've more, obviously, with, with the players, there's, there's more responsibility on you at the end of the day and I really enjoyed it. I really felt a triumph in it and I felt I got the most from the group that I had, um, which is the most important thing for the manager. Obviously, I was able to bring John Martin in as um, my assistant. John came in and he was great for us as well. Um, but no, I really enjoyed it and listen, it's something that I, that I see myself going further with and listen, I'd love to be in a position where I can be the Longford Town manager for um, the 2020 season and that's what I really want. Yeah, and this sounds like a strange question, but the main areas of difference between manager and assistant or coach there and, you know, we hear a lot that the assistant is kind of, you know, the link and he is between the players and the manager and at times he can be maybe a little bit closer to players in certain scenarios than maybe the manager would be because, you know, it's the manager that's effectively picking the team and deciding who's playing and who's not playing. So very quickly you had to go from, first of all, being a player at Cabin TD to being an assistant manager and then being an assistant manager to a manager and your relationship, I'm sure, had to change a small bit with the group. Yeah, well, I think it changes throughout your whole sort of playing career. Maybe when you're a young lad's getting into the team and then as you break in and you become a regular and then as you become a more experienced footballer you, you tend to maybe be a leader or a captain in, inside which, which I was towards obviously the, the latter years of my career and again you're, you're sort of changing and evolving all the time um, and then obviously when I went into obviously being a player coach at Cabin Tealy you take a bit of added responsibility there and then you go on to be the assistant manager and yeah you've, you've a big say on how training is run and how things are done and you give your opinion obviously to the manager and like you say, you are the link between the players and the manager and, and you can um, obviously get close or to the players, in my opinion, possibly as the assistant manager. Um, then when you go into being the manager, at the end of the day, it, it falls to you. And I think um, 
you can still be the person you are, but I think you have to be honest with the group and you have to make the decision. Sometimes it's tough. I mean, I had really tough decisions to make in that last playoff game with players. I had a full squad bar, uh, Anthony Breslin, and um, I, a lot of players in good form. And listen, you can only pick 11. But I think the best way, my approach is to be honest with the lads. Um, and they're tough decisions. They are tough decisions, but they have to be made as a manager and, and you have to be able to make those decisions. And listen, I felt I was able to make some decisions that have to be made there. And listen, I'd be happy to continue to do that. But it's the toughness of the decisions, really, that it comes down to when you're the manager that, that fall at your, your feet rather than, as I say, as a coach or as an assistant manager. Yeah, the best of luck, Dara, in the quest to get the job. And just a final two, you played for Drogheda in the 2014 season and you spent some time with Cabinteely as well as player-coach and they're the two teams involved in the next phase of the playoffs, a 1-1 draw at Strabrook on Friday. I'm not sure if you were at the match, Dara, but they had the second leg to come and the winners of that then have to play Finn Harps and, you know, Finn Harps are a hardened team who are experienced in playoffs as well. So just what's your assessment of, of first of all, the second leg and the hopes of, of either team to try and beat Finn Harps and get up to the Premier yeah, so I think both obviously have a good chance. They're two good sides. Cabotelli are a real, real tough side. They're, they're a difficult side to play against. They make things um, hard for you. Um, you could see what they did that against us and, and they got through. So all credit to Cabotelli. They've had a great season. Um, Drogheda on the other side have scored a lot of goals this season and um, they're an exciting team. Um, I didn't get to the game on the Friday. It was probably still a bit raw for me to go to that game hoping that it would have been us that was in it. Um, I go to the game now next weekend but um, I, I don't anticipate anything but a tough game there between both and this may really go either way as much as it is probably in a sense a little bit it'll be hard for me to say which way that's going to go um, if either side do manage to get through and obviously come up against Finn Harps they are in for a difficult game they're against a team that have played Premier football all season which the standard and the tempo is quicker than the first division so they're against a team that have been at that all season but the only flip side of it is we have teams that have been competing and have won the majority of games and you've got Finn Harps that are coming into it where they've lost a number of those games despite it being at a quicker tempo so it'll all come down to obviously close margins and like I say the last couple of years it has been the first division team that's gone up um, and I don't see why that can't happen again this year so um, no but there's exciting games to look forward to Yeah excellent assessment there by Dara of course experience in playing and coaching in that league in, in recent years Lastly, Dara, just your view on, on where things are going with, with the league structure and, you know, we hear reports about the clubs possibly voting for this split after two series of games into three leagues, like a, a top league and a mid-league and then the league at the bottom. I certainly am in favour of it. I haven't heard the full story of it, but I just think we need to try and work with the two leagues of 10 for now. And, you know, in the Premier, we have the top race for the title and we have the race for the top four and you have the teams and maybe 7th and 8th looking over their shoulders for ninth, and up until last week UCD could have caught Harps and Harps could have caught Cork and so on and up until this weekend probably Pats could have made Europe same with the first division a you know, club like Bray didn't even make the playoffs despite having a great season I think stick with the two tens and try and make that better what's your own view on, on you know the reports of, of this split and if you had a magic wand to pick your own structure what would you what would you choose? Yeah no listen I definitely wouldn't be a fan of the, the split into three and, and going that way it would be something that would in particular, leave the, the bottom teams behind it. Obviously, it, it's not good for the whole of the game in the country, so something that I'm against. Um, I agree with you there with keeping it at the two teams of 10. I think that the first division should be four rounds rather than three. I don't think 27 games is, is enough for the first division and whether the groups can get together and, and make that point of getting 36 games in in the first division so it's in line with the Premier. I think that'll be far better for the season. Um going forward but no I definitely think at the minute the playoffs that have been interesting so over the last few years in the first division are very good it's made it interesting like you say and on the flip side of that towards the bottom end of the Premier 
it, it's still important because you have clubs making sure they don't finish in that ninth place so it makes it competitive and again at the top end you have the top six competing for the European places um, the, the only way I could possibly see an improvement people talk about the All-Ireland League um, for me there's a number of difficulties but it's definitely something that needs to be looked at and needs to see exactly what we can do I mean we have a number of big big businesses in Ireland the likes of a Guinness the likes of there's massive companies that could come on board with sponsorship for something like that and with big business that come in to, to sponsor some something like an All-Ireland League there's no reason why that the rewards that's the for um, money given for positioning isn't massively improved and if that was massively improved it would be something that the, the teams could look at rather than like in some cases there's clubs breaking even with their the if they finish 7th, 8th, ninth, wherever they finish in the league with the prize money they get for it, it's only nearly in some cases covering, in particular in the first division, your, your entry fees and and stuff like that. So that's something I think that definitely needs to be looked into for going forward as a possibly an All-Ireland league. Um, but for the moment, I definitely think we're best with it, staying with the two groups of 10 and extending the first division out to four series of games as well, improve marketing from the league. Um, and from the media, I mean, we do as much as we can, like everyone that works within the league, but I think there's more we can do nationally to, to get it out there. I mean, you see some of the work done even with, with the ladies football through Little with the Gaelic and yep. how big that sort of even gone and the numbers there again. And for me, their marketing and uh, the push to, to make this league and to make the football and what we have here into an industry, it really needs to be pushed. It really needs to be helped along by everybody and um, pulling in the right direction to make it the best we can. Great stuff. Fascinating chatting to you. And uh, listen, I appreciate you having the call in the middle of the process to appoint a new long-term manager. So the best of luck in that, Dara. I'm going to speak to you soon. Thanks a million. That's Dara Doyle. Thanks very much, Jamie. Thank you. That was an Off The Ball Podcast Network presentation.